welcome to the True Tabernacle podcast channel. We hope that you find encouragement and inspiration during one of our sermons, discussions, or interviews. For more information regarding our faith community, connect with us on Facebook at our True Tabernacle page. And while you're at it, hit subscribe to this channel to stay connected. Somebody say praise the Lord. Praise God. Well, here's what I need you to do for a second. I need you to shake somebody's hand and greet them in the name of the Lord. Somebody say praise the Lord. I just got that text. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's so good to see you here this evening. Ephesians, the sixth chapter, if you will. I did not get to finish last week. I want to finish. I felt it was important to finish the latter part of this chapter, beginning in verse 10, dealing with the whole armor of God. Amen. We preach about it. We teach about it. We talk about it. And uh, and so uh, tonight... Uh, I would like to delve into this again. Uh, it's very important. Amen. We live in a, a uncertain times, chaotic times, and uh, we honestly don't know what's going to happen from day to day, but as a child of God, we know that the most important thing is for us to be saved and be right with God. No matter what's happening in the world, that doesn't matter. Amen to our soul, we want to be ready to meet the Lord. And so tonight we want to talk a little bit about how you, how you uh, uh, not just prepare for that battle, but how you maintain that battle and, and what it means to put on the armor of God, the whole armor of God, not just partial, 
Amen. You don't want to leave, uh, you do not want to leave parts of your body unprotected. Amen. That was what was uh, so important. So if you'll just uh, follow with me here tonight um, and uh, we, will, we will dig into this. Uh, probably verses 10 through about 20 or 22 um, uh, is where we want to, want to go, even though there's 24 verses. Um, uh, tw- 10 through 20 is the main that we want to, we want to deal with tonight. Praise God. Finally, my brethren, be strong. Everybody say strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. Everybody say the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore having girded your waist with truth. Everybody say truth. Truth. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Everybody say righteousness. Having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Everybody say gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith. Everybody say faith. faith. With which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And for me, the utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Verse 20, for which I am an ambassador. Everybody say an ambassador. In chains that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Praise God. Let's put our Bibles down and let's pray and ask God to bless us tonight, Lord God. Amen. You're a great God. We are nothing, you are everything. We are small, you're great. And Lord, we need you tonight. Amen. Let your word have an impact in our lives. Let let us receive it. Amen. With gladness. Amen. And we'll give you praise for it in Jesus' wonderful name. Everybody say amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Now these verses, chapter 6, verse 10 through 20, this uh, is a uh, practical passage in one of the most famous and richly rewarding passages in the New Testament. And Paul uh, probably had plenty of time to contemplate the parts of the Roman soldier's armor that he was uh, talking about here in Scripture. Probably because he was constantly guarded while he was under house arrest in Rome. Amen. In verse 10, he uh, uh, talks to them in this letter. And he says, finally, my brethren, be strong. Everybody say strong. That may also be translated, be made strong. Amen. Members of the New Testament church must be strong. Amen. That's, that's a mandate from God. He says you can't be weak. You can't be passive. You can't be indifferent. Amen. Don't be whining around. Everybody say stop whining. Amen. You've got to be strong. Praise God. That's the part. That the passive voice would suggest that we cannot do it ourselves. You are strong and made strong in the Lord. Not 
in our human body because we don't have that strength. The strength of God is not proven by how much you can avoid. It's, it's proven by how much we can endure. Amen. Such as Jesus, when he endured the cross. Right? Amen. So we that are here in North America uh, have never really had to suffer anything. We've went through our problems. We've went through our situations. We've had our troubles, right? Amen. We, we complain a lot of times about our light afflictions, right? Amen. I talked about this a little bit last week in closing. Amen. And, uh, uh, and a lot of times in our testimony services, amen, we, we will uh, uh, talk about things like that. But yet we need to realize that, that we really haven't been through a lot. There's a lot of people in the world that have suffered uh, uh, persecution, suffered death. Uh, a lot of Christians in the world, and even to this day, uh, many of them cannot be openly a Christian or they would probably be thrown in jail or uh, put in prison or, or, or be killed. So uh, it's important. So he says, look, you got to be strong. How are you made strong? You're made strong in the Lord. And then he goes on in verse 11, and he says, the whole armor of God is for the believers. Verse 11 says simply this, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The wild, put on, everybody say put on. Put on the armor of God. But if you're going to put the armor of God on, you got to put some other things away. You got to put your own ideas away. You got to put your own strategies away. Amen. You got to understand the devil's too smart for you. If you try to fight him on your own, amen, you're going to lose. You can't fight him in your own strength. Amen. He's got a lot of uh, trickery. He's got a lot of things that he will put on the plate to fight against you. And so, so the whole armor of God is our protection as a believer against the devil or against the evil one. Amen. And Paul presented this in an extended metaphor of the battle dress roughly according to the order in which the various pieces were put on. So there's a process that, that when you put your uniform, when they would put their uniform on, there was a process in that. He talks about the wiles of the devil, uh, the subtle tricks that he has to defeat you and I. Amen. We've got to be on uh, par for that. We've got to see it for what it is. So we put on the armor of God, we put off our own ideas, amen, we put off our own strategies because we know we can't win that battle on our own. And then in verse 12, he says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Amen. In other words, don't respond in the flesh. Our real battle is not with human beings. It's not with the cultists. It's not with the false religions. It's not with the atheists. It's not with the agnostics. Amen. It's not with the, the pseudo-Christians. Amen. But it is, Paul said, it is with demonic beings working through those entities of which even the flesh, flesh and blood opponents uh, 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 themselves 
are, are sometimes unaware. So the devil is going to work through ways, amen, where people may not be aware of what is transpiring. That's what we're fighting against. Not against humanity, but against the principalities, the powers, the spiritual wickedness, amen, the enemy of our soul. That's what we're fighting against. So we don't, we don't respond in the flesh, right? We don't respond in the flesh, amen, because we are actually being attacked in the spirit. Amen. You got to be careful. You got to keep that flesh under subjection to the spirit. Amen. Because we're going to get attacked. Amen. Your human flesh, your spirit is going to want to rise up and respond. Amen. But we have to realize, don't let the problem back you off from the promise. We got a problem, but we also have a promise. Amen. We got a problem, we deal with it. Not in our flesh, but in the spirit. Because what we do in the flesh could hinder the promise. Praise God. Somebody say praise the Lord. So, the problem, I think, with what we see in our world today is we become so secular in our society that we think everything that we are facing is in the natural. Amen. Our world is, is on fire today. Praise God. Our world is on fire. I'm not looking at necessarily what our government does or what other people do as far as the prophetic is concerned. Amen. The Bible tells us that Israel is the one that we need to be watching. Prophecy evolves around Israel. Not, not, not everything else out there that's going on. Amen. Prophecy evolves. So, so you and I need to realize we're going to face problems. Amen. But don't let it take, don't take your eye off of the promise. Praise God. Do you believe that tonight? Amen. So we can't. Today we counsel instead of wrestle. Amen. But listen, understand this. It is that, it is that wrestling in the spirit, that wrestling in prayer, that wrestling, uh, amen, in the word of God. That, 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 that wrestling that we do, uh, that's what's going to make the difference in our lives. That's what's going to help us grow. That's what's going to help us get a hold of the promise. Praise God. Counseling's good, but the main thing you have to realize is get alone with God. Get some time with God. Wrestle with God. Amen. Somebody say praise the Lord. Jacob had a problem. He was there in Penuel. What happened? Amen. He was running for his life, but there he met, amen, that, that angelic form and wrestled with him until the break of day. Amen. He would not stop until he received something. Amen. He uh, received a touch uh, that put his hip out of joint, and he received a name change. Come on. Somebody say praise the Lord. Praise God. Verse 13. Let's go. For I lose track of time. Therefore take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Everybody say stand. How many believes that we're in an evil day? Paul took the evil day. It's taken by some to refer to the end times when the evil one will, will, will come 
against with all of his uh, ferocious campaigns against Christ and his army. We know that to be at the end of, of, of the, uh, when we see the battle of Armageddon. But there's a more common view that, is, that, that, that goes like uh, that any great spiritual contest in our lives, amen, we could take this and understand what it is. Amen. This is what we're fighting against. We're fighting against the, the, the principalities, the powers, the spiritual wickedness. We're fighting against the very forces that are trying to destroy our lives. But it is His armor. It's, it's the armor. Paul said this is the armor that you've got you to gotta arm yourself or you've got to put on. Amen. You've got to put this. It's God's armor. But it is our fight. We have to make the stand. We have to stand strong. We got to get out there in the fight. We got to get muddy. We got to get dirty. We have to engage in the spiritual warfare because Satan opposes every step that we take. See, there's one principle governing and receiving of God's blessings. Amen. Understand this. You will not obtain it without a struggle. We all want the promise, but you're going to have to battle before. Amen? Somebody say praise the Lord. Our promise is always locked up behind a problem. Think about that. Go back. Read the story of Israel. Their promise had to go through Jericho. Jericho had big walls. By all reason, they could not take Jericho without a miracle. Amen. So they did exactly what the Word of God said. You march around this place. You march, march, march. And at the appointed time, you blow the trumpets. You do exactly what I tell you to do. And your promise will come to you. Amen. Praise God. So always remember that. You want a promise? Realize a lot of times it's going to be covered or there's going to, it's going to be behind a problem. And so we live, we live simultaneously in two spheres of existence. The spiritual realm and the natural realm. The spiritual realm is, is, is the parent realm from which everything natural is given birth. The natural realm, on the other hand, is simply an outworking of the spiritual realm. Natural realm, spiritual realm. You cannot defeat the enemy in the natural realm. Think about that. We must defeat him in the spiritual realm. That's why we talk about prayer, getting in the word of God. That's why we, 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 we encourage people, amen, to find that time to pray and make it a habit in your life. Why? Amen. That's why we talk about, Brother Tenney wrote, talked about PUSH, amen, the acronym PUSH. PUSH, amen, pray until something happens. Amen. You can't just give up on it the first go around. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta make yourself get to that place to where it's a habit in your life to warfare in the spirit. Somebody say, "Praise the Lord." Amen. We must defeat him in the spiritual realm. 
And when we defeat him in the spiritual realm, then the natural realm will fall in line. Well, think about that for a moment. Chew on that a little bit. Chew on that a little bit. A lot of times the problems we face in our natural realm and we wonder why we can't get over top, it's because we're not dealing with them in the spirit. We're trying to wage war with them in the flesh. And Paul said we're not warring, amen, against flesh and blood. Amen. We probably need to read Ephesians 6, amen, every now and then just to get us righted to understand this is a spiritual battle. We're not fighting this. We can't win this battle in the natural Amen. So if I conquer it in the spirit realm, amen, everything in my natural realm will begin to fall in line with what has been accomplished in the spirit realm. Let me say it again. People are not your enemy. The devil is your enemy. Everybody say, the devil is my enemy. Amen. The devil is my enemy. When you get in verses 14 through 17, here it presents these six pieces of spiritual armor. And uh, there are four of them in this passage that are mentioned specifically. And then you have the belt and the shoes that are implied. But when you see that, the soldier girded themselves with a belt and, and, and that belt from, from that belt hung strips of leather. And the strips of leather would protect the lower body. Amen. Truth. Everybody say truth. Truth is a crucial, is considered crucial by Paul. Amen. Because a dishonest Christian cannot hope to withstand the father of lies, of lies himself. Truth, the truth, the truth must be referred to in this passage as integrity. Everybody say integrity. Amen. Integrity, a life of practical thoughtfulness and honesty. Truth. Amen. Every piece of armor of God pertains to our identity in Christ. Let me move on. The breastplate. In Roman times, it went completely around the body so that the back of the warrior was as protected as the front. The breastplate was made of a harder leather or metal. Amen. It was there for a reason that was tested. It was tried. It was something that they could use and they knew that it would, it would help and do the job. Amen. It completely surrounded your body to protect you. Then you had the righteousness that, that the breastplate represents in, in not the righteousness of Christ, which, which, which we all possess as a believer in Christ, but the practical righteous character and deeds of the believers. It's about how we live. It's about how we conduct ourselves. Preparing ourselves. Amen. To not allow the things of the world or the enemy of our soul 
to have access to the very vital things of our life. I've got to protect my heart, my lungs, my liver. I start saying my gallbladder. I don't have that anymore. But protecting the vital organs of your, of your body. Think about it for a moment. Think about how important it is. Say it with me again. People are not my enemy. The devil is my enemy. Amen. So let's read verse 15 or 14. Begin 14. Stand therefore having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Verse 15. And having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take the shield of faith with which, which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Without the Word, you have no weapon. Without the Word, you have nothing to protect yourself with. You're just going to get beat on all the time. But it's a word that is a sword that gives you something to fight back with. I say praise the Lord. Amen. You can't, you can't fail to do this. The Roman soldiers, when you, when you talk about verse 15, the Roman soldiers' feet were shod with hard studded shoes. And Paul Use this imagery to represent the preparation of the gospel of peace. Think about it. This may either, it could mean that the gospel is the firm foundation on which Christians are to stand. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. As a Christian, amen, we need to be ready to go out to defend and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. But if we're not prepared, if I'm not prepared with the gospel, if I don't have the right, the right, the shoes gave them a footing. Amen. It, it gave them protection. That's why it's so important. Paul, when he's talking to them, he says, look, you've got you to put on the, the whole armor of God. You could have all the armor of God on, but if you don't have the shoes on, your feet are unprotected. If you don't have those uh, pads or those, the, the armament that covers your shins, you're, you can have everything else on, but you've left two things very important, your shins and your feet. Because if your feet get injured, it's going to take you out of the battle. And how many's ever got hit in the shin? How many's ever walked into a coffee t- table or something? You didn't do it very hard, but man, you hit that, and what'd you do? Oh, 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 oh! You limped around, hobbled around, fell on the couch, fell in the chair, and then everybody's going, "What's wrong? What happened? What happened? What happened?" Man, I walked into that coffee table. How many's ever got scars on your shins from doing stuff like that? I know I do. You know, nighttime I don't turn the lights on to walk around. It's my fault, I know. But for some reason, I got this thing. If I turn the lights on, it's going to wake me up. (laughs) Think about it. 
Amen. Above all. Verse 16, above all. It can mean the shield is to be used against everything. They could use that shield as a weapon. They could use that shield. Amen. It was like two feet by four feet. It could guard the, the bulk of their body. Amen. A Roman, a Roman soldier's shield typically measured in, 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 in that two and a, two and a half feet by four feet. Amen. You've got to understand, as a Christian, the shield offers protection against what? Paul said, all the fiery darts of the wicked one. All the flaming arrows. The way they built their shield, it could not penetrate the fireproof shield of the ancient Roman soldier. Amen. Neither can it penetrate our, our shield. Amen. When the assault of Satan comes against us and tries to penetrate our lives. Amen. That shield is important. The shield of what? The shield of faith. helmet of salvation amen intricately designed this Roman helmet protected the soldier's head and it also made them look taller and more impressive you get that old you know depending on what you know what rank you were at they had all those things they put on top the sword of the Spirit is the only offensive weapon in a believer's armor. And this weapon is not necessarily the Bible as a whole, but the specific word that needs to be spoken in a specific situation. To have a precise word ready, a person must know the Bible instantly. Everybody say instantly. And without prayer, all the armor in the world is of no use. Because in verse 18 he said, praying always. Amen. Praying always. General prayer, specific petitions in the Spirit are to be made, he said, for all believers. Everybody say all believers. All believers. And at all occasions, perseverance and patience in prayer are essential. Amen. Essential. Everybody say essential. Amen. So let me go back. The loins girt about with truth. Think of it this way. It's the base, base your entire life on pure motives. The breastplate of righteousness. Guard your heart with holiness. Purity. Your feet shod with peace. Because we understand the lack of peace indicates the lack of balance. How many have ever felt like you needed peace in your life because everything was chaotic, everything was out of whack, everything was out of balance? The shield of faith. When you go back and look in more detail about how they built their shield, you understood that it was usually calfskin or something that they would build, but it would be soaked. You couldn't let that calfskin get uh, dried out. 
because then it wasn't going to do you any good. But if you kept it prepped and prepared, amen, that's like leather shoes. You think, well, why do I need to buy or why do I need to buy that little can of stuff to put on my shoes? Because it's going to, it's going to give you longevity and your shoe's not going to wear out. And it's not going to crack on you. It's that, it's that moisture that keeps it pliable. And so when those arrows would hit the shield, uh, there was, it would, that, 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 the way, that denseness would put the flame out. So that's why the shield of faith is so important. Soak your, your, your shield in what? Soak it in the Word of God. That's what will quench the very fiery darts of the wicked one. A proper shield. Your helmet of salvation. So important. Why is it so important to you and I? Because it helps us keep our mind on the right thing. It protects our mind. Amen. What should our mind be on? Salvation. Living right. Being what God wants us to be. Amen. Having a clear thought process for when we are engaging people in the word, we've got the word of God. We know, amen, that, 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 that helmet, amen, of salvation is guarding our mind. Then he talks about the sword of the spirit. Why is the word so important? Because if you don't have the word, you have no weapon. And to wield the sword, you got to know the word. That's like back in the day when, when some of the people in northern Europe and them and over there, they'd have those big old battle swords, battle, you know, big old tall things like that that were heavy. And they didn't know. You had to learn how to use that. There was a proper way to use it. There's a proper way to use the Word of God if you want to be productive and if you want to make things right. Somebody say, Praise the Lord. Let me hurry along here. Verse 18. Let me read it again. Verse 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Hallelujah. Hey, listen, let me tell you something right now about this generation that we live in right now. Amen. This generation has done more praise than any other generation. Now don't clap your hands yet. Don't say amen until, until I finish my statement. But what they lack or what they still haven't learned is how to pray. There has to be a balance. We can get all cranked up in a worship service. And we can sing and we can raise the rafters and we can thank God and we can, we can go through that. And then go out the doors and all of a sudden we're in a battle. And we're like, man, everything I got just a moment ago now is gone. Why? It's because there's no balance. There's no balance. You have to, you got to have praise. That's very important. It, it, it helps us get into the presence of God. But you got to learn how to pray. Because the enemy's going to come against you. He's going to fight with you. And folks, when the church doesn't pray, 
honestly, we're not even on the battleground. If we don't pray, we have no power. If we have no power, I don't care if you've got everything else on. If you don't know how the equipment operates, just like David when he went to, was going to go fight Goliath and he went to Saul and Saul finally, you know, you know, well, yeah, put my armor on. Well, he's all clanking around his armor. And what did he say? He said, he said, I can't use this. I have not proven this. Let me fight with what I'm accustomed to. What was he accustomed to? He had a, he had a sling and he had some stones, but he had a relationship with God. So he understood, hey, hey my, what, what I have, I've got this sling, I've got this stone, but it means nothing if I don't have God. And so when the enemy came against him, he said, you come with me in sword and spear, but I come to you in what? Not a sling and a stone? He said, I come to you in the name of the Lord. Right? So your relationship, your prayer life matters. It matters. It matters. Balance. Everybody say balance. You got to have balance. So if you ever want to be productive or if you ever want to see the promise, there has to be balance in your life. <clears throat> praise, that's important. He inhabits the praise of your people. Amen. We, 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 uh, we kind of open things up with praise. Praise is powerful. Amen. Praise brings you into the atmosphere where the Lord can do great things. But it is your prayer life that's going to see that to fruition. It's your prayer life that's going to keep you balanced when all hell breaks loose in your life. Amen. Turn your neighbor and say, we need to learn how to pray. Amen. Verses 19. I'm just going to go through a couple things here on 19 to 22. What's it say here? And for me, Paul says, that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery. Everybody say the mystery. The mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. But that you also may know my affairs and how I'm doing. Tychicus, a beloved brother, and faithful minister of the Lord will make all things known to you whom I have sent to you for this very purpose that you may know our affairs and that he may comfort your hearts. Amen. Let me say it again. When the church doesn't pray, we're not even on the battleground. And he says here, those that carry the mystery. When you carry the mystery, when we carry the word, when we have that relationship, you are going to be on hell's hit list. The enemy's going to come after you. Amen. But you and I have to realize the importance of doing battle. But I've got to prepare myself to do that battle. To prepare myself properly means that I am going to be ready for it. And he says, look, I want you to understand, I'm in bonds. 
But it's not stopping me from getting the word out. I've got the mystery. I've got the word. I've got truth. I've got the power of God. But bonds cannot stop me from being an ambassador. He said, so I am an an ambassador in bonds. My affairs, he said, pray thoroughly and with accurate information. And I'll leave you with this. Pray all the way through a problem. Pray all the way through a problem. Pray the details. Pray details. We're living in a day and time where we must be strong. We got to be faithful to the things of God. We must be faithful to the Word of God. Because that's the only way we're going to see our promise. Because we're going to have to fight through that problem to get there. Let's stand together. Amen. Praise God. Thank you for your word today, Lord. Amen. What a friend we have in Jesus. So I encourage you tonight. I hope that something's been said that will will resonate with you. That will help you. Not only you, but maybe something will help you when you minister to somebody else. To be able to take this word and say, hey, let me tell you how to be successful as a child of God I don't have to live in defeat except the fact that you're going to have to do battle you're going to have to go through battles but you have the armor of God and that's what's going to help you so get into prayer get into the word of God let the word be that sword that helps you fight in this battle of life God will help you along the way So I pray that way. I pray, God, help us. So if you mind, as we close out tonight, would you just raise your hand? Just say, Lord, I'm receiving that word tonight. Amen. Help me be an ambassador, Lord, for for your word and for the cause of Christ. Can you pray that way, Lord God? We thank you. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness, your mercy, your loving kindness that you have so graciously shown to us. Thank you for this opportunity that we come here tonight together. Thank you for your word. Amen. It is, as the psalmist said, a lamp unto our feet. Amen. Your word is our water when we're thirsty. It's our bread when we're hungry. Lord, it's your word that helps us along the way. It helps balance our lives. It gives us the strength to fight every day. I pray God minister to each and every one of us and let us be what you, amen, have, 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 have decided for us to be. We are your children. We are the sheep of your pastor. Amen. We, we depend on you, Lord. We depend on you every step of the way. Every step of the way. Not by our might, not by our power, but it's by your spirit. So God, I pray that you go with us, lead us and guide us. Keep us in the center of your will. Amen. And help us grow in you daily. Because we know you're going to come for your church. And we must be ready. We must be prepared. So let let us be prepared now. Amen. So that we can do warfare this day and time. Bless us tonight, I pray. Everybody say in Jesus' name. Let me encourage you this week to be, uh, uh, we have the um, harvest party Saturday. What time? 7.30.